Yeah, welcome to the to my podcast, Happiest People on the Planet. And with me, I have a special guest to, to today. His name is called um, Hendrik uh, Le, Le Lang, right? Hendrik De Lange, correct. Henry, um, Hendrik De Lange. He is the uh, he's the, the the owner of um, of a company called Atrofabric, and uh, he lives in Las Vegas. He is uh, he also functions as the patent attorney, and his passion is in designing and developing new products. Well, Hendrik, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank, thank you very much. <laughs> it's, it's very funny that you say I live in Las Vegas. That's on my Facebook uh, uh, site, but I actually live in the Netherlands, in Delft. I have my, Yeah. You my office. Yeah. Yes. My, my office is in, in Capella and the Eisel, close to Rotterdam. So wow. the Las, Las Vegas uh, thing is an old story, uh, yes. but it is, I've never lived there. You've never lived there? Okay. Nope. All right, right. Why did you choose Rotterdam then in Holland? What, what, well, very, the, what is special about this city for you? Well, it's, it's very simple. Uh, I, I used to have my office in Enschede because I, I was there employed for uh, one of the patent attorney law firms in the Netherlands. And the number of clients and the size of the companies is uh, simply way bigger, uh, a factor uh, five to six here in Rotterdam than it is in Enschede. And the competition is here lower, so it was, a, it was an obvious choice to go to Rotterdam. Mm. Uh, then also my family background is from the close region of Rotterdam, um, but that's, that's, uh, uh, that's not really reason. The reason is that here's a better client base. Mm. Mm. Where, did you, where did you go to school then? Is it in the same place? Is it just the... I, I went to school uh, when I was uh, young in a village called Havelden, uh, a very small village up north in the country uh, in, of the Netherlands. Is it near um, Rotterdam? Sorry. No, that's, that's not near Rotterdam. That's about uh, uh, 200 kilometers uh, northeast. Um, then I, 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 I went to the secondary school in a slightly bigger city, it's Meppel. And then I went for my studies in Delft, and that is about... 12 kilometers from here. And at the moment, I also live in Delft. And Delft is one of the old uh, traditional uh, whole Dutch cities. Mm. Uh, like, uh, yeah, uh, it's a nice place to stay. All right. So before you started being, uh, uh, before you started this, this, uh, this company, what were you doing before that? What? Before I started the uh, Octroi Fabrik, I worked yes. at a, a patent attorney firm. It's called Arnold and Sitzma. It's the, I would say, number three in size uh, law firms in the Netherlands for patents. Um, I worked there for two years. I was responsible for an office in the city called Enschede, where I also lived. Uh, before that, I worked for uh, uh, the number one um, patent attorney law firm. It's called Verenigde. Mm -hmm. And for that company, I worked in The Hague and in the city called Arnhem. So I've, I've worked in several places in the Netherlands. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before that, I, I worked in Munich. In, um, That's in first Germany? In, in Germany, southern part of Germany. Yeah. I, I worked at the European Patent Office as an examiner. And a while I had my own company selling uh, a new product on the basis of a license. Hmm. And that company I, I sold in 2007. Yeah, what made you started a company? What was really, is that something which triggered you into this or where were you just pushed into it? What was it? No, I, I, it's, it's, a, it's a, a long wish. Uh, uh, I, I've always wanted to have my own uh, company. Uh, uh, actually, I always wanted to have my own uh, products on the market, my own designs, my own inventions. Uh, but what I discovered uh, throughout my, my uh, life is that I'm a lousy inventor. And, um, Say it again. So I'm a lousy inventor. I'm not a good inventor. I'm, I'm not having it uh, as I should. Uh, if I would, uh, 
Uh, but I'm still uh, developing products. And uh, for the time, I earn my money with the patent work, uh, uh, protecting inventions of others. And I lose my money in design and development of my own products. And that should sooner or later turn around. Hmm. But it hasn't yet. Hmm. So uh, although I'm happy, I'm not uh, where I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> I see. That's, uh, that's uh, uh, Yeah. What kind of a goal is pushing you into, into, into really getting into this invention thing? What, what, what are you wishing to produce for the world? Well, what I wish to produce for the world is something that really makes this world a better place. And um, at the moment, I'm working on a dream. And it's really a dream because it is not yet technically feasible, but that is a transport means that is only uh, using the uh, forces of nature. In this uh, sense, the sun. And it is a um, paraglider, which is uh, powered by the sun. And this is a, this is oh, a really cool by, thing. Sorry, the sun. By the sun? By the sun, yes. Wow, wow. And this is typically, typically, if you come from Zimbabwe, you would love this. It's typically for the sunny countries where the sun is quite strong, uh, a, a means of free transport. Wow. Uh, free, free of energy requirements are free of any boundaries so it is it's a it's a fascinating product and the the idea is that the product is uh foldable so you can put it in a in a in a backpack wow. and just go wherever you want that's the dream uh but honestly the technology the, the the quality of the solar cells are not high enough to make it feasible yet hmm. that's but this is the yeah, but this dream is, 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 is following me for a long time. I'm, 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 I'm surfing a lot. Then you also transport by means of the forces of nature, but then it's the wind. And the wind cannot carry you. The wind, you need to be connected to the sea or the earth. Uh, this, this solar flower, you can really take off and, and obtain true liberty, true freedom. So it's the wind and the, and the, and the, and the sunny energy. Combined, which drives the thing. No, it is not combined. It is uh, uh, the the current way of transporting is wind yes. uh, by kites, and this paraglider is really the sun. Ah, I see. I see. So it is a, it is a, it is a, an engine propelled. Yes. It's propelling you, and this engine is powered by uh, electricity that is generated by the solar cells that are on top of the uh, uh, paraglider. Hmm. That's the idea. Amazing. So this uh, this uh, solar-powered uh, machine would be more kind of like uh, relevant to countries where there's a lot of sun, like yes. Zimbabwe you mentioned about, like in Africa yes. and places where it's just you know. Oh, that's definitely. Amazing. That's amazing. Definitely, that's amazing. And it usually, those, usually those countries are third-world countries, and they would appreciate something yes. genuine like that. Yes, wow. it, is, it is also my aim, but it is the development I will carry out here, but the production yeah. to start in any of the uh, African countries. But that's, that's, that's a long time idea. Uh, I know that the obtaining of materials, the obtaining of, of um, all the, the stuff needed to produce it is far more easy here than it is in well, let's say Zimbabwe or South Africa or Uganda, for for that matter. So it is it is the the the, the to make it easier uh, uh, for the design and development uh, to be in a European country, for sure. That's amazing. What prompted you to 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 this? This is a this is a giant thing. Like I could see it. Like you know, uh, people flying all over places. You know, without having to think about gas. You know. <laughs> Which yeah. usually is used for the for the for the planes, you know, and the helicopters. But having yeah, well, well, what what yeah. triggered me really is is the uh, solar impulse. Uh, that is this uh, plane that flew all around the world, even during uh, nighttime, only powered by the sun. So mm -hmm. it is already possible to fly uh, uh, on the on the source of uh, on the forces of nature only. 
it is already possible, but this was such an extreme machine that it is uh, uh, not a mass production thing, not at all. And my idea is to make it, well, maybe not mass production, but definitely more than one. Right. And, and uh, the, the, the cool thing is that I want to have su such a thing myself. It is, it's a dream. It's a, it really is a dream. And, uh, well, I, I live for another 50 years, so uh, somewhere I want to make this dream a reality. You want to make the world a better place, I can see from your yes, <laughs> your your eyes and your your whole <laughs> your whole body you are in it. When do you yes. think this thing is gonna uh, shoot up for the first one? You know, which stages are you right now? Would you now? I, I would I yeah. would say three three to five years that I have my first prototypes. Those will not yet uh, be uh, small enough to put in a in a backpack. They will be uh, the, the size, they will be pretty bulky, I would say. Uh, but I hope that they will fit in a minivan. And then slowly, slowly the size will be reduced uh, when the quality of the solar cells is increasing. Hmm. So it is, it is. A, yeah, go ahead. It is, a, it's a matter of, of partly technology, partly, uh, uh, well, I have some design ideas that I still have to uh, produce. Uh, uh, funny enough, I, I want to start to fly one of these machines and you need to be uh, below uh, 91 kilograms. Well, that's... Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yet there. But yeah. a huge, uh, a huge uh, stimulus also to reduce uh, um, weight uh, because I, I really want to do it. I really want to uh, purchase one of the existings that's yeah. with um, uh, uh, battery packs. Mm -hmm and uh, just start uh, various tests. Yeah. But, it's, it's, but it's a really cool project. Uh, and there's, there's another thing, and that's now what I'm thinking, is trying to sell uh, in advance these uh, machines hmm. and to try to, to interest people to join in the design and in the uh, uh, test flights and sort of a community of, of pioneers, I would say who finance it and who are also part of this, uh, yeah, the whole development. Hmm. Uh, the price that I think of is around 60,000 euros. So it is uh, uh, relatively expensive, but it, it means that you have the limited first edition yeah. and you will be part of the, well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, thinking of the first hundred uh, machines ever made. Hmm. So that's, that's the idea. But this is not yet fully operational and I, I want to, and that's, that's also part there of the reason that I started the podcast. Yeah. I want to in, investigate and interview a lot of inventors that uh, do this way of inventing, like first selling and then developing the product. And I'm, I'm from the traditional school. Yeah. And this is... This, maybe more uh, uh, a limitating thing than, than I ever thought. Like first make a working prototype and then start to sell. Try to, find, uh, try to find the need before yeah, you then, make masses of things. Yeah, and, and I, I've always done it the other, other way around. First make it and then see if there's a need. Right. And you see that the risk there is much higher. Right, because you right. you first have the investment and then you don't even yeah. know if it's going to sell. Yeah. So this it is, uh, I'm I'm playing with a turnaround of my whole philosophy of designing products, my personal right. philosophy. Right. And I think the 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 one where you first sell and then produce is actually superior, is better. I think so. Yeah. 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 Uh, but it is also difficult. But for me, it is to let go. Like I'm I'm a pretty technical person. To let go, like okay, I don't know how it is going to work exactly, but yeah. I'm selling you already. You you understand what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is a discomfort uh, thing for me, but I have to get through it. And for that, I also started my podcast to to get the knowledge and uh, the the how would I say the confidence that I can do it that way. Yes, in that way, then you can make something really substantial out of yes. those experiences. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so then you also have a bit of an idea who I am and what I do. Yes. 
what kind of people do you think uh, are gonna be like your first people to buy that? You know, well, I, I, I think people with a lot of money or just some. Yes, I think it is. It is uh, pioneers, people who love to be the first in this kind of industry. Mm. So uh, what I'm aiming at, uh, what I'm thinking of, is going to flight clubs, uh, uh, especially the 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 Arab countries, uh, uh, maybe some some European countries, just to uh, uh, discuss with people what I think of this idea. Mm. Uh, a typical person that you would would see uh, or what i would 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 see is the ideal specimen is uh, uh the person of uh, virgin airways it is um oh, i just have to remember his name um i well i i, I don't have his name now at my talk right, right but he right. he's, he's like this pioneering spirit trying to do all kinds of daring sports yes uh, um it is. It's like like these kind of people, and there 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 are definitely more than hundred around the planet. I just mm. need to find them and right. convince them. Hmm. How are you doing to connect with them to find them? What is the, uh, the calling. calling? Calling. 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 Yes. All right. It is. It's the only way. Calling and trying to contact. And and uh, uh, I know only selling face to face works. So either it's my face. That is selling, yeah. or it is somebody who already bought hmm. and explains to somebody else. So it's worth of mouth is the, the is one, and personal selling is the other. And I think personal selling is the is the key. So I have to get out. I have to hustle. I have to convince people myself, hmm. and it's going to be tough. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. going to be tough. Yes. What do you think makes an authentic creator? from your experiences uh, extreme amount of stubbornness i would say a uh, uh, massive amount of stubbornness um uh, yeah what makes uh, maybe but this this is maybe and it is also for how would i say good artists good writers uh, people have uh, gone through personal difficulties somewhere somehow um and uh, escape them by becoming creative. That's mm. a that's a that's a strong thing, I would say. Uh, people with a tremendous amount of curiosity mm. and uh, a little amount of fear. Right. The fear of failure is 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 killing inventions because uh, inventing is uh, very simple. If you look at the total number of patents, some ninety-seven yeah. percent of them will never be commercially relevant so in all the patents only three percent will succeed that means that 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 failure is a, a factor 30 times more likely than success so you need to fail it's it's it's, it's uh, without failure you will never uh, become anywhere and this is the same with sports it's the same with writing a book it's the same with any creative uh, expression that's quite a relief to hear that, you know, it's, uh, yeah, yes. that's, that's because it, I think, so fear is actually the, the cause of not going forward, you know, not inventing yes. more things. Yes. Yes. Otherwise, if fear would be out of the equation, things would move in a different way. What do you think would be possible if there were no fear? Like if you had no fear of anything. If there was, if, if, if the humankind had no fear in this sense, uh, we would already have flocked the entire universe with humans, with other animals. We would be, um, yeah, we would spread around. We, we, there would not be any boundary. Wow. And uh, it is only slowly, slowly getting that way. Uh, but it is also... Uh, uh, there's a tremendous fear, and this fear is not only uh, hindering, but it's also protecting. If you, if you hmm. just just a very nice analogy, when the first Europeans started to go to the Americas, yes, uh, you see these missions. I think the first first missions going there. Well, the success rate was one out of five or something, or one out of yeah. ten. I don't know. 
and, and the rest of the ships, they perished and people died. The coming missions to Mars, I would say that it is about one out of five or one out of 10 that succeeds. The rest will perish and die. So this fear is not, it's not something fear for something that is not going to happen. No, if you're going on a mission to Mars, chances yeah. that you die are nine out of 10. It can happen. More or less. So, yeah. so, so the brave guys that do it, yeah. they are the true heroes because they, they set their fear aside. They, they sacrifice their own life for the good of uh, humanity. So that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a massive, massive interesting thing. That's like Thomas Edison, right? I think he, he, he tried, like he, he failed actually. Is it 99 times? <laughs> I, I, I can't remember. But then, just one time, he just, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure I, I've, I've never studied it, but if you take all the patents that Edison yeah. filed, I'm pretty sure that only 3% of them are commercially relevant. Yeah. Because if you, Charles, if you look at the human genome, uh, our yes. own uh, genes, about 3% comes to expression. So it Three. is not, it is a sort of law of nature that 3% of what we do is going to be, is, is coming to a fruitful expression, either mm -hmm. in nature or in the economy. It is, it's fascinating to see that there's a, there's a sort of similarity. That's really fascinating. Mm. Tell me about the moment you realize that now you have no fear. I How still have fears. Oh man, I have so many. <laughs> <laughs> How are you handling that? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> no, it is, uh, uh, there's, there's lots of fears. Uh, um, yeah. what, I, what I see is that I have very specific fears in, uh, fears in, in uh, relations, uh, fears in failure, fears in, yeah, lots of things. Um, but I also see that the only way to get forward is step over them uh, or step in them. Maybe that's even better. So let so this is a bit of the, the Brian Rose uh, philosophy, like like go where the fear is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is it is every time it is a daring thing. But it is also I would say that's part of life. If you if you don't do it, then then yeah, yeah you you will have a different life, more secure. Uh, 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 less exciting. Hmm. That is a sort of sort of the, the more exciting it gets, uh, the yeah. more insecure it gets. Also, mm -hmm. That's, this, these are somehow coupled. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what activity makes you feel relieved, like after a day's work? You know, after the best. Okay. The best thing by far, by far, is kitesurfing, and that yeah. is just. Kite surfing, going on the water, ah. uh, being being propelled by the forces of nature in that that sense, the water and uh, sorry the wind, uh, uh, going off the water and there's it is it is there's there's magnificent moments. I I, I can describe you two. Um, if you go early now now is the perfect time. If you go early before seven to uh, uh, a place called Oostvoorne, there's a relatively quiet sea, part of the sea. Uh, and you're there alone, you think you're alone, but you feel that you're not alone. And sooner or later you will see uh, uh, several seals following you. Hmm. And the weird thing is, you feel them before you see them. You feel them before you see you them. You feel That's them before you see them. So there is, there are other creatures that are there free, following you, and you know that they're there, but you don't see them. Hmm. This is such a powerful and magnificent feeling. Like, like, hey, there's, there's, you know, they, 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 they keep a sort of distance because they also have their fears, but they have also their curiosity. So their curiosity drives them towards you, and their fear pushes them back. So they have a sort of, um, how would I say, distance. And yeah. these, these creatures, they need to breathe, but they always breathe if you look the other side. So they know. So they, they see your motion, they see your uh, direction of attention, and accordingly they respond. So there is communication. It is 
fascinating. In the silence. In silence. In and you, 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 you can't talk with these animals. I mean, they, they, they live basically underwater and you live above the water. Yeah. And we don't have a, a, a language, still you can communicate. It's fascinating. That's, That's that, like, that, the, like the subconscious and the, the conscious and the subconscious to me, in a way, you know, the way you're, you're putting that, you know, yes. we live underwater and we live outside the water. <laughs> yeah, you can see it as an analogy. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's like, like they live in a different conscious wor world. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Because they, they, they can't live, well, they can live uh, on, on the land, but not very long. And we can't live in the water. Yeah, we can. That's the cool part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one is if, if there's really rough sea and you go, you go surfing, and uh, the waves are uh, above two meters yeah. that you surf in between two walls of water. So you have no idea what's happening. You see in front of you a wall of water and behind you a wall of water and you're in between. And the moment you cut up on the top, then you see for a while, you see what's going on. And then you get down into the, the valley again. It is, and you have to be so aware with all your senses you have to know the the wind position the body position your current position your board position it is it it it, it demands so much concentration and it is so and you need, i think you need to be calm too you need to be you know yeah and, <laughs> and what i what i learned is this 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 finding your equilibrium content content uh, uh, continuously Yes. is releasing some kind of uh, addictive substances in your in your brain in your system so okay. it is it, it is it is a sort of addiction as well but it is oh. it is yeah. by far the most uh, uh how would i say relaxing uh thing to do by far so so it is it's that's 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 and it is closely related to uh, a device flying on the power of the sun Although that's a more passive way of transport. This is a very, very active way of transport. You have to be aware, active, motion. It is, it's, you're busy. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Yeah, now uh, I want to ask you another question. Uh, what purchase of $100 has most impacted your life? Something you bought for about $100, which has impacted your life. This is a very difficult question. Um, so, what did I buy for approximately hundred dollars? Yes, which has really impacted your life in a way, inspired you, or really added something to your life. Um, yeah, that would be my first wetsuit. Your webs, wetsuit. Wetsuit, yeah, my first wetsuit with which I could f start to uh, surf. That is about, it was that time about 200 guilders. So quite, quite exactly $100. Guilders, uh, that's dollar. for Holland, right? That's for Netherlands. Yes, yes, yes. That was, uh, 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 it w but I bought it together with my first uh, board and my first kite. And in total, it was about 1,800 guilders. So yeah. $900,000. Uh, uh, but without wetsuit, wet you can't surf. Uh, uh, it, uh, but it's not only the wetsuit, but it is part of what really changed my life. And I must say, I was, I was always, always uh, uh, kiting, also power kiting. Yeah. And uh, uh, the, the moment I saw this invention of the tube kites, which makes it possible to go on the sea, yes. I bought a whole lot. And with that also this wetsuit. Wow, wow. And it is, uh, yeah, and it was uh, the funny thing is kiting was uh, like it is an individual sport, it was quite a nerdy sport. But the moment it became kite surfing, it is a very demanding sport. And it is, you know, the whole perception of the sport switched on the moment that we could go on the water. Hmm. It's a funny thing, amazing, genius. I would no. say, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what book have gifted you the most from people which you've read? 
Mm, you you mean what taught me the most or what? Yes, what? the book which is really yeah taught you the most. Let's say. Um, you know. Oh, I don't have it here, yeah. but it is it is it is um, yeah. I should actually take it. It is it's a a book I found on my dad's bookshelves, and it is uh, about chemical experiments. And why did this book change my life? It was this book that made me decide to start studying chemical engineering. It was this book that that instructed me how to build my first distilling devices when I was 14, 15. Uh, it is also this book that still, in a sense, haunts me because I'm, I'm still finding out why did I was so passionate about what is was in this book why why did i want to uh, build the stilling devices why did i want to start start uh, uh, an alcohol distilling industry uh, why is uh, i later found out that that uh, five people of my family on various times the earliest being in 1712 1712 300 that's 305 years ago yes also were illegally distilling alcohol. What is this? You know, what, what, what? I, I've never had this information consciously, wow. but somehow there's subconscious, there's something like, what is this? So this book is still puzzling me and I'm still trying to find answers to these questions. Maybe I will, maybe I won't, mm. but it, it keeps me busy. Wow, wow, wow. Hmm. So that's, uh, that's, that's, that's the book that I would say is, is mostly influenced my life, mostly uh, changed it. Yes. Uh, there is another book, and that's, 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 a, uh, that's a really, really cool one. Uh, there is a Bible, and it is mm -hmm. circulating somewhere in the United States. Wow. And this Bible, I, I, have, I have never seen it, yeah. but there is inside my family history. In the Bible, what kind of Bible is that? Yeah, well, uh, originally, uh, the, the earliest Bibles issued in the Netherlands were uh, considered to be handed over generation to generation. So there were some blank blank pages on the, on the front side yeah. where people could write the ownership and also if they gave it to the next generation, the next generation could write it. And this Bible, what, what, what I now know is that, that there is till the early 17th century, there's the information of my ancestors in it. And this might also give some answers about uh, the first guys that started distilling alcohol in my family and somehow passed it on and in a way I don't really realize. So there is a book and it is it, it, it's really, Charles, it's, it's, it's amazing. There's a book that is one of the early editions of the Bible yeah. So there's the Holy Scripture in there. There's my family tradition in there. So I find maybe some more indication of a subconscious transformation of mm. information. And there's the invention of printing in it. So it is, it's, 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 a, wow. it's a fascinating document. That's a so power thing. Yeah, so I'm determined to find it. I don't know exactly where it is. I don't know in which condition it is, uh, but I'm, I'm determined to find it. So that book might, might change my life, but I don't know. Yeah. There, is, there is a possibility that, it, that I will not find it, but that's, that's a smaller one. There's a possibility that this specific information is taken out. I don't know. We will see. I, I just know like the first Bibles was, it was a, a Luther Bible. Yes. And then, I don't know, between Luther and then the King James, which was printed in Britain by a king, I think. King yes. James. Well, I, it is, it is unclear. It's unclear when this Bible is, uh, uh, which one it is. There are the, the first Bible ever printed in the Netherlands was in 1477. And this, this actually was the end of the Middle Ages because suddenly people had access to the Holy Scripture in the Dutch language, hmm. which is, I, I, if you now think of it, it's weird that there is, for, for 2,000 years, there's a belief and the people could not access the language of the Bible. It's, I, 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 I 
can't get my head around that one, but that's another, another discussion. Um, this Bible most likely is the first official one because this Bible in 1477 was unofficial and actually not very welcomed by the church. In Holland. It was an illegal print. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. It was like, uh, weirdly enough, uh, there, 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 there was no law pro prohibiting the printing of the Bible, but yet it was considered an illegal print. Right. So it is, but uh, I think this one is from, from the early 17th century, but it is the official issue. So there was this state, uh, uh, how would I say, the state subsidized translation of the Holy Scripture. Okay. There was a whole committee that was really uh, put into place to, to make this transcription. Um, also, also after the, yeah, after the Reformation and the, the and, 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 and funny enough, yeah. people now think like, oh, that was a very expensive thing. Uh, the second Bible, this state official Bible, there's some 500,000 uh, um, copies made. In that time, the, I say the early mid 17th century, in the Netherlands, there were some 500,000 families living. That means that no family had no Bible. Everybody had one. Every Bible, every family. Wow. And, and, and we now think like there was a rare piece of expensive stuff. No way. Everybody had one. It's like, like a television now. Wow. And that's, that's a fascinating thing. So it is. It is uh, yeah. But what I, what I hope to find is some more information on my family, on my family background, and uh, especially on... Um, this 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 weird hobby that is resonating throughout the family for 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 for, for at least three hundred years. So does that mean that uh, Holland was uh, there were more Christians in those, in those days? Like every family had a Bible. Yeah, well, it is. It's only the last fifty years that Holland is not Christian anymore in that sense. Although still, big parts of Holland are uh, predominantly uh, Christian. But I would say uh, uh, from, uh, well, I would say the early uh, uh, medieval times, like, like five, six hundred till, um, I would say, uh, 1900. I think 98, 99% of the Dutch people were Christian, either Catholic or Protestant in some way or form. Mm. But we were, we were traditionally a very Christian country. Traditionally. Now, now not anymore. Um, I, I don't consider myself a very uh, religious or Christian person, mm. but it is definitely in my background and it's definitely in my culture. Mm. 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 Yeah. One other question, uh, uh, Henry. What is, yes. what is success? What does success mean to you? Well, it's, it's uh, uh, two things. Uh, one is contribution and the second is fulfillment. And these are very much interlinked like you can't contribute if you don't feel fulfilled and you can't be fulfilled if you don't contribute that's a, that's a funny one and for this you need an absolute self-love you can't contribute if you don't love yourself you can but you will kill yourself so you need to have self-love first and uh, that's that's something that is lacking with lots of people uh, myself uh, including i'm still working on that one Right. Yes, yeah, since you mentioned self-love, what has self-love uh, done for you? What is what you see like the well, the, the lack of self, yes. the lack of self-love had had done me lots of ugly things. Uh, uh, I I allowed somebody to take over my entire business. I allowed somebody to 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 steal my car with all its contents. I allowed uh, relations to to take some way abuse mm -hmm. so it is the lack of self-love is a very destructive force especially if you want to uh, get new relations get business it is it is it is absolutely killing you so that's that's what i realized and i'm now really trying to increase the amount of self-love i don't know if there's a self-love meter somewhere in the in our minds or something but i i i'm i'm, I'm pushing it up 
And it, it means actually that you are more thinking like, uh, what is it, what is in it for me? What is in it for me if I do this? What is in it for me if I do that? Mm. And then the second question is, what is in it for us? You know? As a whole, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, but I, I, for a long time, I thought, what is in it for you? As first question. Yeah. And that's a very, very uh, destructive, self-destructive question. Mm. Because if, if, if you ask all the time, what is in it for you? You attract people, and that's the funny thing, you attract people who have a strong sense of what is in it for me. Mm. It is like they, they have antennas yes. and search for, for people who have a low self-love. The stupid thing is people with low self-love have antennas and search for people with high self-love. Right. Do you understand what I mean? So it is, a, it is yeah. a, you, 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 you tend to gravitate towards somebody who's exploiting you and somebody who's exploiting you is gravitating to somebody to be exploited. That's very interesting. The mutual yeah. social interaction. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and where does this come from? I think from early childhood. Hmm. Uh, how, how were you seen by your parents? Which role were you pushed in? Which role were you programmed to accept, yeah. to search, to crave for? Uh, I think it's, 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 it's in, that, in that direction. Mm. Uh, I also think that if you if you suffer from low self-esteem or so low self-love that you can repair it I'm pretty sure it is repairable yeah 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 what I've seen too I've heard from like the counselors you know they say uh, people who have been uh, molested you know you know misused by, by people like tortured people you know sex with maybe sex, you know, uh, um, molested, you know, they tend to gravitate, gravitate to, to, to like kind of people who, who will treat them like, like you're yes. saying, you know. It and is, but really because it is, yes, it is a pattern. It is a program. It is, we are programmed in a specific pattern, and this is a very deep role that you don't consciously but subconsciously choose, and it starts little by little most of the time you're abused by people that you have a relation with not by strangers yeah and it is it's it's like like one grows and the other shrinks and the one mm. who grows likes to likes you to shrink and you somehow subconsciously like to shrink so, mm. so that the other one can grow you, so don't even, you don't even know that you like to shrink <laughs> until until you find yourself in a position uh, that somebody is stealing your money or is, is uh, 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 in some way crossing boundaries. Uh, uh, this can be boundaries of the human body or this can be boundaries of your wallet or this can be boundaries of your business or whatever boundaries. But it is boundaries that reduce you to nothing. Mm. Absolutely nothing. And it is, it is, uh, uh, it is, uh, uh, if you look at people that live on the street, all of them, all of them have lack of self-love. That's true. They, they would preferably ask the question, what's in it for you? than the question, what's in it for me? And the moment they switch, they will get out of the misery. Hmm. Hmm. But it is also, 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 there's also a question like, hey, if there's, everybody's only thinking in what's in it for me and I'm better than the rest, then society is not going to work. You know, it's, it's just, uh, 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 these levels need to be balanced and adjusted. Right. But if it's, uh, uh, so, so it is, yeah, what's the yeah. ideal word, world? Hmm. It's a difficult hmm. one. Hmm. But it is a, it's, for me, it's a journey to discover this and to, to find out how to cure it and how to, how to become more selfish in a sense or way. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is you can only serve the planet if you have a selfish mind. That's mm. the weird thing. The moment you start serving the planet with, without a selfish mind, you yeah. will destruct and destroy yourself. Because it's like love is to start within yes. yourself. Yes. Love yes. yourself first. Yeah. Love yourself and first. And then you... With the same love, you can now love the others. 
without that you're just going to bring some destruction the uh, destruction yeah. yeah 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 so that's 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 the 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 power uh, and if you ask me like what what have you what have brought you uh, self love then i say well it's going to bring me a lot but it hasn't brought me much because i'm not very good at self love until now i would say and i'm changing it when did you realize that when did you really get up and say no you know enough is enough I want to change my life from today. When did that happen for you? Uh, that's, that's a good one. That is, uh, again, a book. Uh, and that is uh, about two, two and a half years ago. Mm. Actually, that's the book, The Game of Neil Strauss. Uh, it was, uh, this is very much going into personal relations, uh, specifically men who find it difficult to find a woman. Mm. And there, this whole self-love plays a role. If you, if you have a lack of self-love, you are also very inattractive to the other half. You are. And the moment you start to increase your self-love, you also increase in attractivity. So it is, it is, it is, it is in every relation, it is important. Hmm. Uh, 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 how would I say? Intimate relations, family relations, business relations any relation at all it is important to have the self-love the weird thing yes if, if you if you don't have it then you find partners but then again you find partners with a slight or bigger narcissistic treat mm. and uh, then you're prone men or women it doesn't matter prone to abuse it's a fascinating fascinating psychology actually fascinating that's that's absolute so, so when I started to change is when I read the book and that I also, the book is not only indicating like, hey, there's people that are sort of, um, how would I say, uh, uh, always the loser types, but there's also in this book is a way to get out of it. And I started to, to read into this more and to practice yeah. things more and, and to use the knowledge that they gave and the whole community around it to, to use that in both intimate relations, uh, business relations, family relations, and it, it improved. Mm. Uh, it's also the reason that, that through this book, I landed on London Real. Uh, one, of the, one of the guys of this industry was interviewed by, by uh, um, that time, Brian and Nick. And uh, mm. that's how I became uh, interested in, in London Real as well. So it is actually this, this, the, the, the fact that I was given this book uh, it's it's by a friend and I, I really appreciate that he gave it because it changed my life completely that I started to work on myself and it's a work in progress but it is I'm, 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 uh, I'm pretty far uh, if you see me two years ago something like that lovely mm. I have it uh, uh, it's like a rumor but I but I think I'll just say, tell it to you directly right yes. <laughs> okay yes please I've heard from people from Life Tribe, you know, in yes. my circle. They were really applauding how you have changed. And I said, yes. I said, wow, what a man, you know. He can play around things now and be so funny and be himself, be authentic. That has really, really, and that's one of the reasons why I've invited you in this show because I know you've got a lot of things to share yes but yes it is it is the combination I, I i never realized the life tribe 21 is a sort of social experiment uh roger asked me in and i was uh it's like yeah well let's try it but it is a very very powerful experiment for me i don't know how it works out for for others i see a lot of people change in a very positive way um, but it is, it's, it's also about, about uh, uh, showing up every day, uh, uh, going into your fear, recording yeah. yourself is, is partly uh, uh, going into your fear, definitely, especially uh, in the beginning. I, I must say it's getting more and more routine, uh, a routine that I like. Yeah. I, I also see that lots of people start to search for topics, have nothing really to tell about while I have a, a pile of things I still want to tell. <laughs> it's like, it's like, like I, this one minute is actually not enough. 
Yeah, 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 I see that. Uh, and it is, it's, it's like, like uh, yeah, it is, it's, a, it's an amazing, amazing thing. And it definitely helped me uh, find some demons that I never uh, really realized that were there. Yeah. It's also some, some, some private things that happened that, that uh, were some, how would I say, kicks in the face. Mm. Or, uh, really, that is, it was like... Some past kicks in on the face. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, so that mm. I that I realized, like, whoa, what have I always allowed others to do with me? What have I allowed others to do with me? And um, yeah, it's 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 a fascinating thing. Mm. It's a okay. fascinating thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about um, uh, self love and fulfillment in life? What yes. can you say about the two? Well, it is, it is uh, uh, something that I'm aiming for. Uh, it, is, it is like, I, I would also say that, that for a long time I had absolutely a lack of self-love. I had more self-hate. Hmm. And uh, uh, if I now look back, uh, this brought me also lots of good. Because if you're, if you're insecure, if you are uh, not 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 in love with yourself, you tend to hide away in books. You tend to hide away in knowledge. Mm. And if I now look and compare myself with, well, I would say most of my peers, uh, because I always force myself into this hideaway, I have gained so much knowledge and so much uh, uh, stuff that I can use in my business, in my life. It is so, and this has be, is the origin of the lack of self-love. So it, it also serves me good. And that's, that's a fascinating thing because hmm. the moment you see that things serve you good, even if they were ugly and bad and miserable, that's the time when you really uh, accept yourself and start to love yourself. So it is, it's, it's, uh, but it is, um, like, like, um, yeah, uh, the 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 self love is definitely growing. Mm. Mm. It's a growing force, and it is, it, uh, and it does me good. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, one of the last questions I want to ask you is that when you look back, there's something which happened, which seemed negative when it was happening. Yes. But when you look back, you are thankful and say. That was a negative thing, but I am so happy that negative thing happened to bring me from X to Z. What that uh, yes, it, it, it is. I find it quite difficult to discuss this topic, uh, but I'm going to do it anyhow. Uh, I was uh, circumcised when I was seven, and the circumcision didn't go well. It uh, means that I was, uh, for a long time, had difficulties in being, having problems with getting erections, very painful, sometimes bloody. Uh, and this really reduced my self-esteem, my feeling of manlyhood. And only at the age of 17, I gathered sufficient confidence to arrange a reoperation. The reason that I waited so long was when I was seven, my parents decided to tell everybody about that I was circumcised. And it was so embarrassing that I, I kept the fact that this operation went wrong for myself for 10 years. Later on, uh, the second uh, operation, I, I arranged with my mother that she would write a general note. I instructed her not to tell anyone. Uh, I made an appointment with the doctor. Uh, the general note was given to my head office, uh, the master of the school, so that he didn't know the operation was planned in the autumn break so that nobody would miss me on school. And then, only then, physically, I was a complete man. But psychologically, this uh, is only the last two to three years that I got rid of this thing, I would say. Um, and uh, this is also part of uh, 
the self-hatred, the feeling not enough. It is, it, is, it is really bizarre that you lose a body part, a piece of your intimate self, and by that you feel not enough. That's weird, you know? You know you're, you're made smaller somehow, mm-hmm. and you feel small. Yeah. This, this is something that I, if, if you look at the world, and I would, would, would tell everybody who is thinking of circumcising their sons or daughters, think about it twice. Because reducing somebody, especially girls, you reduce their body size, you reduce their potential, their self-love, you reduce a lot of things. Mm. And you, you make them, you make them more, I would say, prone to abuse. Uh, Even with men, even subconsciously, Mm. I would say a circumcised man is more prone to abuse than a non-circumcised man. This is, goes very, very deep. Uh, I know it from personal experience, and, and really I would say to, to every parent on the planet who is considering circumcising their boy or girl, think twice, really think twice. Wow. Uh, now, now I'm, I must say slowly, I'm starting to get happy that it happened to me. But it's only now. But but most of my generation have already a normal, healthy family life, normal uh, relations, and I'm still working on it. So it is yeah. uh, it push, pushed me back some twenty years. Hmm. And there was a fascinating thing. You, you, say, you say the between uh, you you were seven when it happened. Yes. And it was it for was, medical reasons. It was yes. for medical reasons. Right. Uh, uh, but it, I. Yes, sir. Yeah, and it took 10 years. That's when he was 17, right? When, when I collected all the courage, courage to, to mm. speak up and to get it corrected. Yes. Mm. So 10 wow. years, 10 years I, I had difficulties being and uh, wow. well, I had, had, had really problems with getting erections. Didn't you, your, your parents knew? Or nobody knew. My, my brother, my, my, my best friends, my parents, I told nobody. I kept it for myself all this time. Yeah, yeah. it's a difficult topic, but uh, yes, I, I, I think know, it's better yeah. better to tell it than to keep it. Uh, also, because uh, other people might experience the same. Also, it is it it is connected to enormous amount of shame. Uh, it is already healthy men have shame about and have doubts about themselves. Yeah, if you're somehow disabled in this intimate part it is even it 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 it, it explodes the number of the amount of shame and the amount of 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 self-doubt and it is it's it's really uh, what i am extremely proud of that i collected all this i would say courage to to get it corrected Mm. and that i now collect the courage also to to see like hey this might be one of the major major Mm. factors that made me push in that role of lack of self-love and self-doubt in self, yeah, in, in, yeah. Uh, in a not an, uh, a very happy position in relations. Yeah. It might very well be this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, a, it's a, sorry to, to be so no. uh, open to the, in, this, in this sense, but it is really, really, uh, it shaped me a lot, I would say. I tell you, this is going to help a lot of people. It's all sharing, like you're saying, you know, sharing our lives you know i mean i mean we have viewers there who have gone through this and that you know what i mean we have all gone through things but yes. i tell you your story is outstanding it's really i mean it, it's 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 a yeah these are these are gems of life these are really treasures you know going through that like i told you you know the things which you think back and you look at it now as something which has brought you from X to Z. Yes. Spite of all those things, I could imagine how would I feel if it was me, you know? I mean, I would have felt horrible and really down. I mean, just, you know, just imagine that's your being, or you're a teenager, you're growing, you know what I mean? That's the time you need to, 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 to maybe to worry about other things instead of those really vital things of 
which makes us be what we are, a man, a woman, whatever it is. Yes. You see, this is, yeah, this is really... And, 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 and what I see... That. Yes. Yeah. What, what, I, what I'm, I'm very thankful for is that my father uh, always made pictures of us. So my entire history is very well documented in vision. And you see my body language change between, I would say, five, six, seven, uh, between a total from a very quite a confident person to a very unconfident person. You yeah. see it. You see it in my body language, and that's 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 also one of the indicators that I started thinking like, hey, that must have been a huge, huge thing. Yes. Honestly, last twenty years, I just simply denied it, forgot it, pushed it back, pushed it away. So it's only last, I would say, last couple of months that I realized like that must have been so important uh, while I've always pushed it away like hmm. well, it was operated, it was good, everything good, you know. <laughs> it's like uh, maybe not, yeah. maybe not. Yeah, yeah. You were talking about self-love. No self compassion. Yes. Did you think? Do you think the, the, that that's made the whole solving of the? Yes, the definitely. The, the 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 fact that I have self love, that I study myself, and the fact that I found parts of it, and that I also try to repair it and try to regain self love. Mm -hmm. It is it is intertwined, but it's it, it's uh, definitely. Uh, the, the, the fact that I'm really uh, trying to reprogram myself to really love myself also is to see the past and to be thankful for the ugly sides of it because they're, they're, they shape me and in the, in the end uh, uh, I must say they also brought me good stuff uh, but it is, it is honestly my sexual development was strongly impaired by it Strongly mm. impaired mm. Mm. until about two, three years ago, it was heavily impaired. Yeah, yeah, and that's a that's a nasty thing to discover about yourself. Mm. Wow, that's I'm I'm so grateful to hear that. It's just amazing, you know. It's amazing to hear things like that. That things like that can happen. I never thought <laughs> like that would happen. You know what I mean? I think yes. people who get circumcised. It just it's like experts who know what they're doing, so everything goes well, you know. Nothing, no problem, you know. It's, yeah. it's amazing, it's amazing to hear this. Yeah, what um kind of advice would you just want to give like to people general in life when they go through some setbacks, some problems, like that? What, what advice would you just I, I, I would strongly advise people to study themselves, study the past, study also your ancestries. Like you find amazing stuff about yourself, even 10 generations down the line, if, you, if you're lucky to find it that way. Because well, uh, uh, we have uh, uh, happily enough in the, in the Dutch culture, a sort of way of keeping records forever. And... This is this is this is a, a thing I am extremely thankful for my culture and my country that we spend money, time, and effort in keeping records. Um, it's not all uh, anywhere around uh, the world the same. I, I know, but listening to your ancestors, if it is on paper, or listening to your ancestors if it is verbal, mm -hmm. is of vital importance for your own future. So that's 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 a tip I would give to you uh, uh, today. Like, study yourself, study your past, study your ancestors. Hmm. And it, it doesn't mean like you have to be retrospective. You do it in a self-loving, yeah, yeah. looking at the future way, and you can hmm. better see the future if you know the past. Actually, you can only see the future if you know the past. Yeah, history. As a way of showing us what's coming, yes, what can come, yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. And you also also see patterns, patterns in behavior, patterns in in how countries behave, how companies behave. It's it's it is all like like uh, the technology is getting getting uh, uh, it's changing rapidly, 
but these yeah. patterns are so are so ingrained and they are so keeping the same. Mm -hmm. What do you call them? The patterns of life. Mm -hmm. They are patterns of life. We need no patterns, 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 a pattern. A pattern. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, for instance, um, what I see is that that um, the feeling of not loving yourself is most likely your parents didn't love themselves. Your mm. grandparents loved, didn't love themselves. It goes generations back. And you see, suddenly, yeah. also in my family, you see some people that are suddenly getting very successful. Yeah. And all the indicators around them, their age, their if, you, if you're lucky and you have images of their body weight, yeah. suddenly you see they're in balance. And there's a strong indication that those people that are successful are indeed more loving themselves than all the others. Wow, that's, that's amazing to see. It is it's amazing. And you, you, you see it like, like um, if you are successful, you are going to have a longer life. If you're having the, how say, the, the, uh, uh, the self-love to taking care of yourself, you will get a longer life. You will become more successful. It is, it is again intertwined, but you recognize in your family those people who sort of stand out in that way. And every, every family yeah. has them. Every family has them. And typically they, 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 they have in this pattern three to four generations until another one pops up. Hmm. Hmm. Also fascinating. That's fascinating. That's fascinating. Wow. Hendrix, thank you so much. You have really, yeah, brought us a lot of knowledge, a lot of things you've gone through. I mean, a lot of uh, uh, impact, you know, in this. Thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I would like to have you back. I want to see what yeah. is going on with your, your projects, with your, with your flying machine, you know, solar yeah. flying machine, and see how these whole things will come. So anyway, yeah. how can people get to you like you know well, well they can can find me by by searching for octroi fabric or the patent guy uh, the patent guy you land on my podcast the patent or, guy yeah the patent guy or octroi fabric you land on my website or my facebook page or my twitter account they're all yeah you can it's 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 quite easily in my website all the all my details including my telephone number so it's uh, i'm pretty easy to, to reach um, you can also search for my name, but uh, Octroi Fabrik is more, well, it's a more um, unique name than Hendrik de Lange. There are quite a lot of Hendrik de Langes on this planet, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I, I, if, I now, if I now make a wild guess, some two to three hundred. Wow, that's a lot. And there's only one Octroi Fabrik, so better <laughs> search for Octroi Fabrik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You call that uh, Atro Fabrik. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, it means o o fabric. Yeah. What? Yeah. It means patent factory in Dutch. I see. So the place where patents are being made. Yes. Yes. Well, Hendrik, thank you so much, my friend. Thank you for coming yeah. to the show. I'm so. Thank you as well. Yes. Yes. Anyway, viewers, I thank you for listening, and uh, and. Uh, you know, you can always see founders on our podcast, which is Happiest People on the Planet. Thank you so much for your time and God bless. Bye-bye. Okay.